Hey y'all, welcome to Marcy in the Middle, a podcast about transitions and the middle of life. Here we talk about everything from relationships to finding your place in the world and lots more. We'll talk with friends from all walks of life and find out what they've learned along the way. So whether you feel young or old or somewhere in between, this is the place for you. Welcome to the middle. Today's guests are Shannon Blevins and Walker Sullivan. Walker broke his neck in a diving accident in 2017, and today they're going to share their perspectives on this life-changing event and how they've successfully navigated the challenges. I promise you will be both encouraged and inspired. Well, welcome to the podcast, Shannon and Walker. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Marcy, for having us. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump right in. Um, We are talking about, it's Marcy in the middle, and we are just kind of sharing people's stories of things that they have encountered throughout their lives, whether it be um, a major victory or a major trauma or just real life everyday stuff. So Shannon, I'm just going to kind of pitch it to you and say, start us off and and give us a little bit of backstory. Okay, so uh, Walker was 16 uh, in September of 2017 and went with some friends and had a diving accident and broke his neck. So we jumped mm-hmm. into spinal cord injury and that's total change of life. It took us uh, away from home for about three months mm-hmm. and trying to learn the new way of living with a spinal cord injury. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So you had a significant change, not a pleasant one, and Walker, you were 16. Your life has drastically changed. Can you tell us just a little bit about the initial, right after the accident, kind of kind of what you went through mentally and physically? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, at first, uh, at first it's just like, I don't know, you're 16, you're bulletproof, so it's like... At first, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. So in my mind, I'm like, "Oh no, no, don't worry, guys. I'll be, I'll be up and good. I'll be up and good in like two weeks. Just give me two weeks, you know." Mm-hmm. And then I, I slowly start figuring out how serious it is. And uh, so at first, it's just like, "Hey, man, we're gonna get through this. This ain't forever, you know." So at my, my mind isn't looking for that long term. So I'm sure. just like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna be back. Don't even worry about it. It's just a little setback." And uh, finally, it was like right around the time that we uh, got home, it hits me like, dang, man, this could probably be your new life right here. You know, this could possibly be uh, how it's going to be from here on out. And uh, Mm -hmm. I remember just kind of realizing that on my own. Nobody ever told me that, but it's just kind of figuring it out on my own. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know. how I can do this, you know, I don't even know if I can take this. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so I went through a lot of hard times when I finally got to that realization and I hated life. I hated everything. Uh, blamed God for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, man. And I tell you, kind of bringing me back now, but like, uh, I can remember just laying in my bed one night just like man praying to god telling him like hey if you got something for me that's fine you know like i get it if this is what it's got to be i get it but 
if I can change it, please, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember nothing ever changed. So I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, man, I can't do this. I can't be in a wheelchair. You know, how uncool, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you're 16, so you're yeah. you're thinking lots of things. Yeah, and so I'm like uh, laying there. My situation never changed. You know, me just hoping it does. It never changed anything. And uh, I remember coming to the realization like, hey, who cares, bro? Are you going to lay in this bed your whole life? Are you just going to be confined to your room in a prison your whole life? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been to jail or anything, but, like, I kind of feel how I understand how it feels, you know? Yeah, you do. It's like, uh, is this what you're going to let yourself come down to be? All this stuff that you've put yourself through, all that training that you went through to even be okay at sports, like, all the stuff that you've been through in your life, and you're just going to let this little accident uh, completely change that. And the answer now is, like, obviously it's no. Right. But then it was a little scary because it's like, man, I really don't know. It's pretty bad. I, it actually could change it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it actually could change me. And then uh, I did, did something happen to kind of trigger the different mindset? Or do you think your body and mind just kind of had time to process I think what, what was happening? Was is my mind finally came to the realization is like, this is nothing. You've already been through the hard part. This is easy. You survived. That's the right. hard part. You know, you survived. Yes. You're obviously here for a reason, so why are you going to waste it? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to waste your opportunity? And I remember just like, man, just embracing it at that moment and like, whatever I got to do, I'm going to get out there and do it. You know, don't that don't mean that I didn't argue with them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean I was like, hey, man, I don't really want to do this. Right. I promise you that happened every day. You can ask her and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had the built-in trainers, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think, man, being hard-headed as I was is what kind of pulled me through. But it what I see they can kind of laugh at it now because they was kind of like, telling me i need to do this i'm mm-hmm. like no i don't need to do that i don't need to do that and then one day i'm just like hey man i think i need to do this and they're like yeah man i think you should and i'm like see i know y'all want to be like hey we try to tell you this <laughs> that's right i <laughs> you told know? you so but uh <sighs> man finally i remember just coming to the realization to where man i can get in my chair by myself mm-hmm. i can dress myself mm-hmm. i can bathe myself yeah uh things most of us take for granted yes that you had to really probably put some and people, work in on yeah and people in my situation a lot of them can't right a lot of them still need help but you know i'm lucky and blessed enough that hey i can go out there and do this on my own and uh i remember saying i can do all this so why sit here and uh and take that for granted i've already right. took this for granted once so if i can do it now why why would i yeah and uh man i remember the day that i finally was like man you know i'm just gonna live my life from here on out mm-hmm. i don't need i don't need to go to therapy no more i'm just gonna live my life honestly that was like one of the most freeing days ever 
Now, all the work that we put in at that gym is what led up to that. I mean, right. there's no because doubt about you can't, it. yeah, you you literally had to retrain exactly and relearn how it's, to do every single thing. It's kind of like graduating high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like in the sense of I spent a lot of time down there, and everything they did was lead me up to, brother, you can live on your own now. You don't right. need us. You don't need to come down here. You can live on your own. You know how to take care of yourself. Right. And I remember that day, all of the time that I laid in that bed thinking, I'm never even going to reach that. I can't even get to that. Mm-hmm. If I can just get to that. Right. And then it came, and I was like, when I say a little boy in a candy store, like you, you have no idea that feeling, like that butterfly feeling. It's like when you meet the love of your life you're mm-hmm. like oh man you know every time you meet them it's like you get that feeling yes but i'm telling you i can remember that and then i asked him about that honestly the day that i because it was just how it happened like we was driving down there it was really weird we were just driving down there, and i'm like man i'm not going back this is my last day huh and it was like mom was like what and i was like <laughs> yeah i don't really think i need this anymore i'm ready to just start living my life yeah do you, did you, when you, so you finished at the gym. Yeah. They've got you set up pretty good and you have obviously gutted it out yeah. and, and determined yourself. Do you still, um, do you still work out and do some different yeah, things at home? I do. I, mainly all I do is just get my standard. I try to do that an hour a day, three hours a day, if I can get it. Uh, but yeah, I do most of all my stretches and stuff in that. Mm-hmm. I still maintain myself. I mean, I'm not completely disacknowledging that, but at the same time, the reason that I decided that day, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is my last day is because I don't want that to define me. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be sure. Walker in a wheelchair. I want to just be Walker. So I, right. don't, I don't want that to define me, and I think that God's done a great point of that in him keeping me in this, using me in this for mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. But it's not defining me, right? You know what I mean. So, no, well, no. I mean, I don't know if if uh, I'm sure that a lot of people listening may know this, but you have a career yep. as an insurance agent. Yes, and I know that you're an avid outdoorsman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I've seen a cute little girl on your Facebook, so I'm guessing <laughs> that there might be some romance in your life. <laughs> yeah, hey, I can't, man. I tell you, if honestly, me and my dad was talking about this the other day. To say how blessed I am is really an understatement. When it, Even after all that, I mean, just getting to the point I am where I'm at today, mm-hmm. that's blessings. I yes. Mean, well, you you have put in a lot of work, and God has blessed you. Yeah. That, but that's accurate. To talk about, I'm telling you, the girl he sent me, and I'm sure she'll be listening, <laughs> uh, she'll probably have a big head after this, but it's okay. <laughs> that's right. She deserves it. Putting up with me, I promise you. Uh, I can't. I can't even begin to explain how blessed I am with her. She uh, is everything that I could ever imagine. She's patient with me, and man, she she goes way above her means to to help me. So I I telling you, my blessings are crazy with her. That is yeah. awesome. Well, that's a gift. Okay, so I'm going to shift the conversation a tiny bit to your mom because we have gotten your perspective, and you are an incredible 
person. I have known about you because we share some common friends, but I didn't really, uh, today's the first time that we've met and you are an inspiration and I, I am impressed and I can see, yeah, the Lord has good things for you ahead. Um, so let's turn the conversation to your mama for just a minute. Okay. So Shannon, um, he's kind of shared from his point of view and I cannot imagine uh, what, I mean, it's hard for anybody to wrap their mind around this kind of, uh, just such an abrupt change to your lifestyle. And as a mom, that is a whole other, a whole other thing because you want, we want to take all that on for ourselves from our kids and, and we can't. Right. So um, how have you, how did you survive? Wow. Yes. <laughs> It it's it was a long uh, journey. Like I said, it's been five years, almost six years. Um, and it seems like yesterday in ways, but then it seems like wow, we've came so far. Yeah. Um, so definitely, uh, the darkest probably times were right after the accident. Mm-hmm. Of course, your adrenaline's running, and as a parent, you are searching and on the computer and phone calls to just, how can I fix this? Yeah. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Sure. You know, we've got to fix Mm -hmm. this. And uh, like I said, we were gone for three months from family and friends. And, of course, people came. I mean, gosh, our community, Boswell, um, Durant, all of our people were major supportive. That's good. So, and, and family for sure. Um, our older son, Wyatt, was on the rodeo team at Southeastern, and he actually took a leave of absence for that fall semester of school to take care of things at the ranch uh-huh, while yeah. we were in the city with Walker, and, you know, <clears throat> he's another one. You know, it didn't just change our lives, sure. it changed his life, Yeah, and Wyatt stepped up, and good you know he loves his brother and he's made sure that walker does and gets Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. you know they both love hunting fishing yes you know sports yes uh when we were in rehab at bethany uh walker got a baseball bat from one of our good friends and uh that was the first time, and it was just probably about eight weeks after the accident. Mm-hmm. Wyatt said, you're going to hit this ball. Mm-hmm. And they started playing baseball in the mm-hmm. <laughs> rehab room. But Wyatt's been a huge positive. Sure, sure. Well, everybody you can have on your team is is good. How much older is Wyatt? They're four years apart. Okay. Four years. So just enough to be bossy. Yes. <laughs> drop you crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's a good thing. So, you know, we came home and started going to the gym in Addison because that's all I knew mm-hmm. from my research was hands-on activity-based therapy. And mm-hmm. that uh, gym support system, being around other caregivers, you know, and it just 
helps you see and keep fighting yeah. and pushing, mm-hmm. you know. And like Walker said, he didn't want to do it. And, but he was so good at it. And right. he was excelling so much. And I think, like he said, once he thought, okay, I'm good. I can handle all of right. this. Then it did take a little bit of pressure off us as, mm-hmm. as you know, the parents and, and Wyatt being the brother. Because we saw him change mentally. Yeah. And that's what we needed. Yeah. You know, to get this sure. far. And, you know, bless his little hard head. <laughs> yeah. It pays off in <laughs> it, this kind of circumstance. It definitely. We, we talked about that earlier. You, you know, you come into the world with an attitude and the can-do spirit. Yes. Yes. It, you need it. Yes. So, you know, we still have um, our support system with Able Faith. And uh, we had our small group Zoom meeting last night. And, I mean, they all just get so excited to see Walker because they're sure. so proud. Sure. Well, he's accomplishing major oh, goals for yes. for an able-bodied yes. person, not to mention the, the you know, what you've had to overcome. Right. It, it is incredible. And that does spread hope yes. and faith to other people. Oh, yes, definitely. So you mentioned Able Faith and... Um, I did want the listeners to know that this is an organization in Texas, mm-hmm. and you actually helped found it, mm-hmm. and you guys are play a big role in it. Will you tell, um, kind of tell everybody what it actually is, and if they wanted to be a part or help with that, maybe how they would go about doing that? Because there's not a lot of um, brain injury, spinal cord injury mm-hmm. uh, gyms, right. treatment centers in, in our area. Right. So, Oklahoma has one now in Bethany, and they actually worked out at the gym with us in Addison. Mm-hmm. And um, so, when they went home to Bethany with their daughter, they opened a small gym there, okay. which ha- does hands-on activity-based therapy. Um, we have some friends in Tulsa that are also from the gym in Addison that's trying to get a a gym in that area, and then we've got the the new one in Addison, which is by the Galleria, okay. and um, it's more than a gym at Able Faith, which is what we were wanting, is to have a community mm-hmm. and support system, mm-hmm. so uh, people can go there and work out, they can go there and socialize, we even have offices, we have tutors for school. Um, so we're just trying to help a general population mm-hmm. instead of the isolated. Yes. You know, ha- just the hands-on activity-based therapy. But it's it's all in one house at that point. Yeah, the community. I don't think you can overstate how important having a, a community with you that you contribute to and then that you also receive from. And you mentioned it, I mean, it, coming from a small town, we have that a lot, and you know we all gripe about a small town because everybody knows your business and they tell your business. But when hard times come, they also oh, yes. show up mm-hmm. and uh, help with all kinds of things. And I know you guys have mentioned how much people stepped up, and then in the gym environment, how that um, plays a big factor yeah. in 
in just your your healing and your day to day day to day life. Mm-hmm. So um, if you looking back now, because you've got about five years in, so mm-hmm. you've you've overcome kind of that initial trauma, mm-hmm. and now you're living out you know the day to day stuff that sometimes has to be a pain in the neck <laughs> to to deal with, but. Um, what would you tell somebody if you were, uh, and I'll, I'll pitch it to Walker first. If you, if you were speaking to a 16 year old kid who's had a similar, um, injury or even somebody that's just had some kind of circumstance in life that's really, you know, they may have lost a friend or a parent or they have been diagnosed with an illness or, um, just had any kind of trauma that really affects them, what would you? What would your encouragement be to them? See, I'm kind of tough when it comes to stuff like that. That's though. okay. But I, it's because I've been through it, so I know, you yeah. know, I don't, I come from it in the sense of you You got to do something. You can't, you can't lay here. You can't just do nothing. Mm-hmm. You've got to get your attitude and mental to where you can say, I can do it. Even if you know you can't do it, mm-hmm. say you can Mm-hmm. what's the point right. how do you know if you don't try so what i would tell somebody is just to never give up never never stop believing you can't do something you can always do it you can always do it fail and keep trying yeah. i mean that was constant i mean, I can't tell you how many times i tried to put my shoes on never got them on had to have somebody help me until one day it worked yeah you figure it out you got to figure it out that's the whole thing when you get put in fight or flight Mm-hmm. Always fight. Always fight. Mm-hmm. You're never going to lose if you fight for what you want. Yeah. So my biggest thing to tell somebody would be never give up. Never say you can't and keep fighting. Keep praying and keep asking God to be with you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the main thing. I promise you I couldn't do half of what I did today if it wasn't for God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's point blank right there yeah well he's his spirit is in you and you you can tell there's no telling what what you're gonna accomplish <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to stay out of your way Shannon what would you say to um to the parent of somebody who's in a situation or just even if they're not a parent just what what would you what would you yeah. look back and <clears throat> and say it's tough it's a tough deal and like Walker said, everybody's mental state is a little bit different at at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would tell, especially a parent with the child being in this situation, mm-hmm. is number one, you've got to be their advocate. And you as the parent are going to fight mm-hmm. for them to accomplish whatever it may be, you know. And the first few months, I mean, I would not hear to anything. Yeah. But he will walk. Right. And you have to just kind of work through all of that and feel like you have done everything you Mm -hmm. can. Not saying that I still don't research and still do not pray for that. Sure. Because I do. But put your kid first. Mm -hmm. You know, just... you've. You've just got to put them first and and their needs, you know, and everybody will say, well, I don't know how you do it. Well, you don't have a choice Mm -hmm. and you don't think that you can't do it, like Walker said. You just do it. Mm -hmm. And once you get into your routine and 
you know, feel what's right for for them and for you and make it work, mm-hmm. then it kind of gives you a little bit of peace mm-hmm. to to accomplish day-to-day things. Yeah. You know, and so I just tell those parents, just take a breath. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Set back. Let God guide you. Mm-hmm. Because he will. Mm-hmm. And I think those first several months you're in such a turmoil that you can't see or hear different things Mm -hmm. until you kind of relax and settle down and then it kind of all falls into place yeah whatever the injury or trauma might be right you know you have to give it that time yeah I think so too it seems like you're you're in I know it's it's really almost the grief process it is Mm -hmm. you're grieving what you've lost and adjusting to a new mm-hmm. normal and your body and mind and spirit even, I think, have to process Yes. Process the change and then Yes. To get you to the next level. And you kinda can't unfortunately you can't skip skip ahead. Right. You know, yeah. it takes a minute to Right. To ass- assess the situation and see see kind of where you are. Um well you guys have definitely Man, you've lived. I know that you and I have had conversations, Shannon, about just trying to trying to make sure that you're getting the right uh, medical information and um, weed out weed out what's what's not good and what the most current information is, and just keeping abreast of that, and then yes. obviously getting plugged into the right to the right rehab and. The, the gym to follow and then just surrounding yourself with like-minded people and community and I have watched y'all from a distance be an advocate and contribute to other people around you and I think that's probably the most inspiring thing is that you've taken something that literally you could still just be laying in your bed Walker that's right. <laughs> you, you could have just said I'm done and so could your mom and dad just just have let it wreck your lives but you picked yourselves up even though yeah some days are hard right and we're not guaranteed that this life is going to be easy or smooth right um but you guys have just it's phenomenal how you've encouraged other people and just dug in and um really tried to pay it forward in a sense um so what are your what are your kind of future aspirations you've accomplished so much walker that you (laughs) i don't know what you have left to do but i know you do well yeah and that's kind of like what i'm thinking sitting here is like it's not what i've been through but it's what i'm about to do yeah you know what i mean my whole thing right now is i love helping people i like being there to help people so Mm -hmm. i got into the insurance business so now i work at state farm and antlers (laughs) y'all go buy and buy a policy yeah (laughs) or two come see me (laughs) But, you know, and this is like what me and Cameron was talking about the other day. Um, Everything every human goes through, you look at it. When you're born, you're like a blank marble, Mm -hmm. blank canvas of marble. And the problems that you go through is the chisel, and it chips away at you. Mm -hmm. And at the end, your problems have turned you into a beautiful statue. So you can't get to where you're at without problems. Mm -hmm. So you always got to keep that in mind, too. But... uh, Man, I tell you, yeah, working at State Farm, man, I can't say enough about 
them guys that I work with, Melissa and Cameron. Cameron, man, I found it's kind of weird how that all happened. So I was selling yes. life insurance. I was selling life insurance for just at working at home yeah. because, I mean, in this situation, it, it's got to work out perfect. I sure. still need help. I don't need help getting out of the car, but mm-hmm. I need help for somebody to get my wheelchair to where I can get into for it. Sure. So it all kind of worked out weirdly. I was selling just life insurance at the time, and uh, I got a quote. I wanted to get a quote from State Farm. And uh, so I got a quote, and then I was sitting there about to go work cows with my dad, and I had an interview for farmers that day. And I got a quote, but she called me. Her name's Melissa, and I love her to death, I'm telling you. She reminds me so much of my mom, so it's, like, perfect, really. Exactly. I, I couldn't have asked Two for moms. I couldn't have asked for a better coworker, honestly. Uh, but... She called me, and she said, hey, I just wanted to reach out to you. What did you ever do with that? And I said, oh, you know, I'm I'm currently trying to work for an insurance company, so I don't know if I'm going to get it yet because I want to get it. Well, who do I work for? And she was like, really? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure I put in uh, my resume for a job, applied for a job for you guys, but I never heard anything back. And she was like, okay, yeah, uh, give me five minutes. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, I'm about to go work cows. I said, but okay, I'll I'll give you five minutes. And she calls me back and she said, Cameron's about to call you. Are you can you talk? And I said, Yeah, I'm right in the middle of working cows, but I'll talk to him. And uh so he calls me and he said, Hey man, you need to drop that farmer's thing like a wet sock. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll do. And he was like, I really want to meet you. Uh, when can we set up a time to come interview? I said uh, tomorrow what about tomorrow I can't do it today we're working cows I don't want to waste your time if I'm late I said because I, I can't be late and he was like okay we'll do it tomorrow what time I was like one thirty. he was like alright so I get there and uh, he's like we get back there and talk my interview lasted for five hours <laughs> so if that tells you how good it went I guess you hit it off <laughs> yeah it lasted for five hours and um uh, Man, I can't say enough about that guy to tell you what he's done for me. Just giving me a job, really, and instilling his hope in me is another testament to everything because how selfless of a dude to say, man, I'll help you, whatever. I don't care. Well, I think he might have gotten the good end of the stick yeah. in this deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think he knew a salesman when he met him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I mean. Really, I I can't even test enough. That dude, that's one of the best guys I know. For him to be able and be selfless enough to say, brother, I'll help you no matter what, I don't care. And then pay me. So it's like I'm getting like, okay, I got a best friend out of the deal (laughs) and he's paying me. This is like Uh, the best thing. That's a win. That does not happen every day, Walker. So (laughs) so I'm glad it was a uh, a fit. Man, I tell you. Melissa is another that's my coworker. She has taught me so much. I I couldn't be where I am right now in that without her. So I'm gonna tell you, they're both two of the best people I've met and I it's weird, but it's definitely where God wanted me to be. Yes. And I, I love think, it when he does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all worked out perfectly. It was definitely a God thing and you know, that's my main thing now is like I get to see people every day. Yes, and you get to help people every day, which you're very good at. I get to see happy people, and I have people that are mad at me, you know, (laughs) all the time. So, 
when they come in, they're mad at me. That's just another way for me to get another to, challenge. <laughs> well, and it's another way for me to get to share. That's right. Myself. That's the truth. Because you know, everybody has bad days, and mm-hmm. you know it's not all the time our fault, but sometimes we are the people that they take you down on, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's why I'm here. You know, because I get to help you. Yeah. And so. Well, you are definitely an encouragement, and I, I love to see see you out there killing it. <laughs> what, um, I think we've covered a lot of things. Is there anything else, Shannon, that you want to, that you would, that you would say to anybody listening, or just that you want to share anything you've learned, advice to give, or just any thoughts? Definitely I, come to State Farm. <laughs> I would just like to say, um, you know, we all have a picture and a, a roadmap of our life and our mm-hmm. kids' lives and stuff like that. It's not concrete, and it doesn't matter if there's a detour, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all going to work out in the end. And, you know, be thankful for every day with, mm-hmm. with your people and, and, and your life. Yeah, just all of the small things that we take for granted. Yes. And we are blessed, as mm-hmm. Walker has said and as you have said. And just thank you all so much for sharing your story. And it has brightened my day. And like I said, it's very inspiring and um, good to hear from people who have overcome something and who literally every day continue to overcome because life Life is hard. I think you said that earlier, Walker. And um, no matter what the particular circumstances are, don't give up. I love that. Don't quit. That's the only way you can not succeed is to is to quit. Um, well, I think that wraps up our interview for today. Again, to our listeners, go check out Able Faith. It is located, like Shannon said, Addison, Texas, and um, follow, I believe, I'm pretty sure you can follow Walker on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on the socials. I am. Like all good 21-year-olds. <laughs> I am, and if you want to come meet me in person, Antlers, Oklahoma State <laughs> Antlers, Farm. Antlers, Oklahoma State Farm. That is right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just throw this pitch out here. They did not ask me to do this, but uh, they're... I believe, is Wyatt getting married this summer? Is that accurate? getting married on June 14th. All right. And (laughs) baby brother's going to be in the wedding? Yes. Is that right? Um, There is a a piece of equipment that is extremely useful, um, and it's it's kind of like, I'll just call it a stand-up wheelchair. It just allows you to be in standing uh, upright um, and still travel travel around and kind of do things outside. If you... um, we, we would love to see Walker be able to have one of these. And as I said, he he is not asking for this, but I'll just pitch this out here. If you would like to contribute to that, you private message me, and we will get that to where it needs to go. Um, again, thank you all so much thank for you, all Marcy. you do, for brightening this corner of the uh, <laughs> Internet today and for southeastern Oklahoma <laughs> the yes. rest of the time. And um, I look forward to seeing Seeing what the Lord does in you and through you. Well, hopefully you'll see me on a billboard up here saying like a good neighbor, State Farm's there. Okay, there you go. I'll be looking for you. (laughs) Thank y'all for coming. Thank you, Marcy. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you like what you heard, please like, follow, and hit subscribe to keep up with all future episodes. We'd also love for you to leave us a five-star review. That wraps it up for today's Marcy in the Middle. And remember, whatever you're in the middle of, you're not alone. We'll see you next time.